Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Cheers from the Grave. I'm Erica. I'm Nicole. Woohoo! So, this comes out tomorrow, actually, technically, which is today's the 7th, so it comes out tomorrow the 8th. Hooray! We are another week closer to Christmas. Yay! Want presents and stuff. Are you doing anything for Christmas this year? No. No? No. No? Suffering and silence. Suffering. <laughs> you, guys, you guys celebrate. Yeah, I don't like Christmas, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're more the Halloween girl. Yep. But you like the spookies. Yes. Well, you know what's really cool about Christmas is that way back when, they used to tell ghost stories. Yes. During Christmas time. Yes. And it kind of, that sort of... Uh, Tradition, in a sense, has faded out over time. And I think it needs to be brought back. I agree. Because Ghostly Tales needs to be a Christmas thing as well. So um, I'm going to do a little backstory on ghost stories and the Christmas and Christmas and all that jazz. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> So uh, just an FYI, my sources are the Smithsonian Magazine and the desert.com is where I got uh, some of this information. Now, it's a shorty, but um, do you know the song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year? Yes. Okay. Do you know that there's a line that says, like, there's a part in the song that says, there'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tale of glories of the Christmas long, long ago. Do you know that there is that line in there? I know the Christmas long, long ago, but the rest, the first part of that just blurs. Yeah, no, they'll, they say in there, there'll be scary ghost stories. It's in the song of uh, hmm. the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, so next time you listen to that song, just pay close attention to it. So um, there, of course, are a lot of traditions that take place during Christmas, such as getting a Christmas tree, putting up Christmas lights, singing carols, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, there was a Victorian Christmas tradition that has pretty much, as I stated, faded much uh, faded from memory. Um, there was a British humorist who uh, named Jerome K. Jerome. Parents weren't very original with his name <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I love it. Jerome Jerome, uh, where he says whenever five or six English-speaking people meet around the fire on Christmas Eve, they start telling each other ghost stories. Um, that was part of his anthology of a Christmas ghost stories titled Told After Supper in 1891. <laughs> what a scary story is it telling the dark? Tales after supper. Tales after supper. Or told after supper. God. I need to get my hands on that book. Um so when it came to Christmas and everything, obviously we all know that. It was a, it's a religious, it's not really, well, it is a religious holiday, but on the same time, it's also, its origins are pagan. Um, it was actually, um, they came to believe that in December 25th, um, first and foremost, nowhere in the Bible does it state that December 25th is the birth of Jesus Christ or anything <laughs> in that nature. So, but the thing is, December 25th, was actually, it wasn't really a random choice, but it was selected because of its pagan connections with the Yule and the, and the Sol um, Invictus, I-N-V-I-C, 
T-U-S. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which is actually the birthday of the unconquered sun, which are both celebrated as the longest night of the year. It represents the death of light and the subsequent rebirth of the next uh, rebirth the next day. So apparently Halloween is n- the only time where the veil between life and death are the thinnest. People believe that the barrier between our worlds are also, uh, is also the thinnest uh, during this time. On Christmas Eve, spirits would walk the earth to resolve their unfinished business and you can actually see an example of this um, with the spirit of Marley in A Christmas Carol, which is written by um, Charles Dickens. So apparently, um, and I don't know why it's not in my notes, but it's not in there. But when I was re- when I was going over this, though, there was actually a king back in the Victorian century, back in Europe, who was a Puritan, and he didn't want... He was like because he was so he because of his Puritan ways. He's like, well, we're gonna start. We're just gonna abolish Christmas or just like not even celebrate it because nowhere in the Bible does it state that Christmas is a thing to be celebrated or something like that. And so he basically outlawed or banned Christmas. But over the year, like, but over the century or so, it shifted whether or not to celebrate it or not celebrate it mm-hmm. because of. Um, it just depended on who sat on the throne. But it wasn't really until Charles Dickens wrote um, A Christmas Carol that it actually started to become like a real thing uh, where it kind of became um, more of a like the celebrating Christmas type of thing. So blah. But just a little thing on that. Um, but I do have some creepy stories that I found on liveabout.com that I wanted to read a little bit of if you're up for it. Are you are you up for it? Yes. Yes? Okay, cool. So let's see here. So there is one, again, this is on liveabout.com forward slash haunted dash Christmas dash 25967692596. I'll probably post these links on up on our website so you can see. But again, it's on Live About. Um, so there is a story on here called Christmas Church Ghost. I was playing I was playing hide and seek with the other little kids from my mom's village of Satua, West Western Samoa. I was quite young then, and so I always follow my older cousin around. It was in the middle of the night, and most of the kids were used to hiding anywhere in the dark. I wasn't used to it, so I was the only, so I was only there. For the Christmas holidays, I actually live in Australia. Since we were all hiding in the graveyard, we were able to find our way around in the light uh, in the light cast by the church. We hid in the shadows and waited for the boy who was it. We could hear him coming, so we kept quiet. The boy was pretty loud. We wondered what he was make. We wondered what he was making a fuss about, so we went to see. He later told us he had walked into a church as he thought that his brother was hiding in there. He saw a boy standing in front of the altar. He didn't know if it was his brother because the boy's back had was turned. He ran up and tapped this boy on the shoulder, and as soon as he did, the strange boy disappeared and our friend fainted. We went home to tell our parents. We got back to find him still lying there, dead still. His parents took him home, and we never played in the graveyard at night again. We later found out that the boy's brother had been home the whole time. He had been to the church at all. What really scared us was that the boy who fainted has been ill since the night and, had, and still hasn't recovered. Whoever was in the church must have been pretty mad that we kids disturbed him. And then there was one more 
Um, it was Christmas time in 1995 and 96 at my aunt's house on the reservation of North Dakota. So my family was in the living room watching television and the kids were playing in the rooms or sleeping. And my aunt and uncle and I were sitting at the table putting a puzzle together. My cousin who worked at the casino was due home around midnight or 1 a.m. That night she pulled up and was walking towards the house. She looked in the window and saw me sitting at the table, my uncle sitting across from me. She also someone stand uh, she also saw someone standing to the left of me and someone standing in the corner. She continued to walk in the house thinking nothing of it. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like she sees two other people in the house and she thinks nothing of it. Bye. <laughs> no, thank you. When she got inside, she said her hellos, put her stuff away, and came to join us at the table. As we were sitting there talking, she looked at me and asked who was standing next to me a few minutes ago and who was in the corner. I told her no one, and she said, yeah, there was someone standing next to you. I looked like, it looked like your mom, and she was playing with your hair. I have long hair, which I used to wear down all the time. Hmm. She said this person was running her hand in my hair as a mother does to a child. It kind of freaked me out as I was probably 12 or 13 at the time, and my cousin swears up and down that someone was standing over me rubbing my head and watching me put the puzzle together with my aunt and uncle, and that there was another person standing behind that person. We got around to thinking the second person was probably her mom who passed away on her birthday a week before Christmas back in 1992, that she had seen. In my family, we consider our aunts and uncles to be just like our moms and dads. After thinking that it could have been her, it didn't scare me as much. Around Christmas, something strange almost always happens. We must think, uh, we just think that it's my mom visiting us. And that was written by someone by V.Page. And um, the other one that I said earlier was written by Paulina T. So, yeah, that's what I got. What you, what you got? Mine was a shorty, and I feel like it's kind of blit, but meh. <laughs> meh. Well, continuing on with the whole Christmas spirit. Yes. Ghostly spirit. This is probably the last thing I'm going to talk about Christmas because I tried searching Santa Claus for y'all, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a smorgasbord of everything. Alrighty. So as most of you know, I'll tell you what it is in a second. Okay. But as most of you know, during the Christmas season, traditions differ all over the world. Commonly, Christmas is associated with our boy, Santa Claus, Yo. who comes all the way from the North Pole with his sleigh and reindeer to surprise children with presents. Yay. In Switzerland, Austria, and other European countries, there is another character associated with the Christmas season. He's not nice like Santa Claus, but we we still love him. I want to do a drum roll. Go for it. Drum roll. Krampus. Woohoo! I love Krampus. So excited. I love him, too. So he's known as Krampus, and he goes around looking for children who misbehave. Children fear Krampus, not just because of his scary appearance, but also because legend has it that he terrorizes them, whips them with twigs, and <laughs> stuffs, them, stuffs them into baskets or bags to whisk them away to his lair. I'm cool with that. Me too. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Krampus, our good old boy Krampus, is also referred to as the Christmas Devil is a character in European Alpine folklore. His ancient origins can be traced back thousands of years to pre-Christian times when villagers across the European continent would dress up, parade, and perform plays as the horned goat man or <laughs> old man winter. 
These characters strongly resembled Krampus and St. Nicholas as we know them today. So St. Nicholas, if you don't know, Santa Claus. Yep. But St. Nicholas gained popularity in Germany during the 11th century. By the 17th century, Krampus was made into his sidekick and became part of Christian winter celebrations. Okay. So, yeah, so Santa gives you the presents, Krampus snatches you and kills you. (laughs) So you get presents, and then you die. (laughs) If you misbehave, so don't misbehave. Okay, well, shit. (laughs) So in certain European countries, St. Nicholas Day is celebrated on December 6th. St. Nicholas is known to the Europeans as a man who rides a white horse, holds a golden staff in his hand, and dresses in bishop's attire. In the United States, St. Nicholas was unknown until the 19th century when the first American Santa Claus emerged in New York City. He was supposed to be the American version of St. Nicholas. However, instead of a white horse, Santa had a sleigh pulled by reindeer, and instead of dressing like a bishop, he wore the red suit. Mm-hmm. Also, Santa Claus here did not have that evil counterpart, just the elves that helped him disperse the presents. Various European countries recognize both St. Nicholas Day and Christmas. Even schools celebrate certain, like both holidays, much to the enjoyment of kids who enjoy the many presents and sweets, despise the impending doom if they misbehave. (laughs) (laughs) So Krampus, his appearance alone, what do you, when you think of Krampus, what do you think of? Um, Hooves for, you know, for feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, long claws. And I know he's like horns and kind of like a goatish type head type of deal, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So although sometimes he's portrayed as a sinister man just dressed all in black, mm-hmm. originally folklore portrayed him as a beast-like creature that was half goat and half demon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I love that. Images of Krampus show a devil-like creature with horns on his head, a long tongue, and cloven hooves. On his back, he carries a wicker basket filled with unbreakable birch sticks that he uses to swat kids <laughs> with if they misbehave. Oh my god. Yes. I love this holiday so much. <laughs> so when's the actual holiday for Krampus? I think it's just the December 6th, and it's just the whole holiday season. Oh, did we miss it then? Was that yesterday? Oh, that was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Today's the 7th. I'm mad. Yo. I'd even think about that. Missed opportunities. Next year. I'd even think about that. I'm sad. It's okay. It's okay. There's always next year. It's okay. I can still hit a kid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can still do, uh, because today's December 7th, so isn't one of the Yule Boys? Yeah, the Yule Lads. Well, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. In a little bit. Oh, we're going to have to do something on our social media about that. I will. I will. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. So aside from hitting the kids, (laughs) (laughs) some even have thought that Krampus ate the kids, which is like, what do you do with a whole bunch of kids in your lair? Yeah, just eat them. Oh, Jesus. The sustenance. I agree. And Krampus's appearance is often compared to Greek mythological creatures such as fawns and satyrs. Other mythological creatures similar to Krampus are Klobov, Pelsnickel, not to be confused with Belsnickel from oh. The Office. Oh my God. <laughs> Netch, Black Peter, and Ruprecht. Although Krampus is made out to be a devil like creature that kids should fear, over time his presence has become less fearful and often desired. I know we want him here so bad. Oh my God. I would love to have a Krampus festival here like they do over in like. 
Europe or Apparently something. they're going to have one. Here? I think so. <gasps> yes. I just saw the Facebook articles. I'm I don't know if they're true like, or not. I'm going to have to try and look it up. Do that right now. I'm doing it. Okay. A little funny comparison here. To some, St. Nicholas without Krampus is like Batman without Robin. Tomorrow. Is the festival? Tomorrow, Krampus Fest. I'm sad. I'm going to go see freaking Pete Davidson. I haven't signed the NDA yet. Don't out me. <laughs> there's also another Kramp- There's a Krampus Fest in St. Cloud today. And there is a Krampus Fest tomorrow. It's on Market on South. We're busy. Uh, I know. I'm busy. I'll be busy too. Oh, that looks like so much fun. Damn it. Okay. Well, if you're in Orlando, there's a Krampus Fest happening well by the time this comes out it probably would have been passed because it's eight it's five to ten so sorry guys anyway okay continue so on december 6th that we already (laughs) missed it's kind of like what the kids do for the yule lads Mm -hmm. they place a shoe but instead on the windowsill they place it in front of the chimney at night and some place a carrot in one shoe for saint nicholas's white horse and the next day kids check to see if a present is in the shoe If the child had been misbehaving, a bunch of twigs resembling Krampus's switches will be in the shoe instead. Yo. Can you imagine? That would be so terrifying. (laughs) He's coming for you. Just wait. Yo. Some schools (laughs) invite St. Nicholas and Krampus to visit with the kids. So can you imagine? Like, here's a little kid. You're scared of Krampus your whole life. He just shows up at your school. Yo, that's and like, it gets even better so though. Traumatic. It gets even better though, because each kid has to shake hands with Saint Nicholas and disclose whether they've been good or bad. Ah! <laughs> if oh. a child was bad, Krampus might chase them all around the room in a playful manner. That's hilarious. Playful for Krampus, but probably terrifying for the child. They'll that be child's all right. gonna have PTSD for the rest of his life. Okay, but this is a good part, though, for certain people who do dress up as him. Although he might carry a bunch of switches, his basket for this type of occasion is typically filled with candy. Okay. So we okay. love Krampus. He's all right. So so we're slow. You know what this is. Krampus is like, no, no, man, I'm really good. I'm good. And it's lure you in and then. Not necessarily. because okay. Saint Only on St. Nicholas's orders, Krampus might grab candy out of the basket and give a child a handful or throw it around the room for kids to grab. Aww. So Krampus nowadays is more feared, but like in an enjoyable way. Okay. And he has become a big part of the whole Christmas season. Oh, that's amazing. I remember when I first learned about Krampus, it was like a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. when I was working um, in uh, guest communications and my entire cube love like there was like one or two people in there that had heard of krampus and so we ended up turning our entire cube with like krampus stuff that's awesome around christmas so like we had a krampus cube and it was krampus everything <laughs> that entire season it was phenomenal i love krampus he's I, the original grinch but yep. he's not nice in the end nope nope stay angry if you haven't noticed i don't like christmas <laughs> <laughs> Only Krampus. Only Krampus. He's the only good thing about this. Yes. And the scary ghost stories that we're going to be bringing back. That part. Yes. Ugh. Well, this is a shorty but goody. We hope you guys like it. Yes. So, yeah, it was like, like 20 minutes. 
That's fine. It's it's after Thanksgiving now for us. Yeah. And we haven't recorded since before Thanksgiving. So it's been a So we've been on vacation basically. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a hot minute. And yes. Um Stephanie unfortunately was not feeling well today. So this is why she is not with us. However, she's she, alive though. She's still alive. Trust us, she's still alive. She's actually gonna be recording a mini sode to be launched sometime this week. So we will be looking forward to that. Um, and then tonight, tonight, well, you guys, by the time you guys already hear this, then it would have already happened, but we are going on a ghost tour in downtown Orlando. And um, what's the company's name again? American Ghost Adventures. It's uh, called American Ghost Adventures, and it is they operate outside of downtown Orlando. And I'm super excited because they take you on this awesome tour around old buildings and stuff like that that are haunted. They give you like EMF readers and dowsing rods and all this other equipment that you can use for investigating. So this is like the tour that I've been wanting to go on for the longest time because you know the St. Augustine, the ghost and gravestones yeah. in St. Augustine? Yeah, I haven't done that one. It's fun, but it's mostly just historical stuff and they just talk about things, but they don't oh, give wow. you, but they don't do anything that's actually like investigative. They just bring you in these buildings and they just talk about it and just talk ghost stories, but it's, there's nothing investigative about it. And so it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's cool going into these places after mm -hmm. dark and everything, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to do something that's like investigative. I want to like interact with these spirits. I want to talk to them and get to know them type of deal. So... I'm excited. Me too. So excited. So we're all going to go tonight, Steph, or uh, excuse me, Nicole and myself and Kyle, we're going to go tonight and we're going to go talk to some ghosties and I'm so excited <laughs> and I'm totally going to swing by Best Buy on the way over and get myself a digital voice recorder because I want to try to get some EMF or EVPs because mm -hmm. they are my favorites. And if that's the case and if I am able to get some EVPs, we will play it on next week's episode. So, or no... Not next week's because we're recording next week's in like mm -hmm. 10 minutes. <laughs> so like three weeks from now. But anyway, yay. All right. Well, let's wrap this up so we can get going on the other one. Uh, so yeah, I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And this was Cheers, Cheers from, from the, the Grave. grave.